The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Happy 100th, guys. Can you even believe it? We've I been can't. doing this 100 times. God, this it is seems crazy. Like a lifetime. <laughs> Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, and thank you for joining us this Wednesday. We're coming to you from Salem, New Hampshire at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We have a lovely cake that they gave us, which is awesome. Is Scott's nice? going to have to help Happy me cut it. Happy 100th episode, the oh, Quirky Dog. Not everyone I was, achieves I it. I half expected maybe uh, Bridget the Midget might jump out oh of this Oh my God, cake. don't start talking about strippers. Ironically, though, <laughs> since he's talking about that. The uh, episode theme today is must love dogs, and that comes from a lot of different places, but we're going to talk about the direction of the podcast, some new things they're offering, and why must love dogs is the theme here today. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip. Hang on. This is my cue. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, our quirky tip, this artist that did the cute cartoon on the very front of our set, it's um, an Instagram artist, and you can find her at sketchy.annie. So that's S-K-E- T-C-H-Y dot Annie. Um, she's on Instagram and she does these super affordable cartoons of your dogs and everything else. So I had a little headshot done of Gigi and she just finished it for us for a hundredth quirky tip. Yeah, so it looks cool. Yeah, That's we love it. Job. And unfortunately, she's doing pretty well, but our uh, little squirt, our little Pomeranian has been having some heart issues and we just went away for the first time in, what was it, over three years? It's been, yeah, quite a while. Yeah, we went away for the first time in over three years without any dogs before. So we've gone on vacation, but dogs come here or there and all this stuff. That being said, congratulations, Stefan and Laura. (laughs) That's right. On their wedding. Let's let's show the wedding video now. Sure. All right. This is part of the must love dogs um, situation because some of our dear friends got married down in Austin and, uh, they were. They had their dog be the ring bearer with the nephews. It was the cutest thing ever. So they had a social Malinois in the <laughs> wedding party. I mean, it was so cute. I was like, my dog was, couldn't do that. It was the greatest wedding. But we did keep saying, "Wow!" Like the photographers can be in its face. Like the kids, everything else. We're launching apparel again. We're doing so many fun things. Um, but what? Let's talk about the podcast first, babe. Before we cut into this cake, what are we going to do you moving know, I think forward? We should talk about the podcast. What are you going to? What, what, what's our plan? What's our future? Well, I follow your lead typically, and our marriage <laughs> has gone very well. And the podcast is doing pretty good too. When I say yes, that's a good idea. I, I agree, honey. That's a good way to go. When we when but, we have come together on this and put our heads together, really, I think our main goal is we just want to help dog owners and primarily pet dog owners. Sometimes we, you know, go into different professions within the dog industry as far as kennels and daycares and groomers and everything else. But we want everyone out there that owns a dog and you feel like you're ready to pull your hair out and you don't know what to do. We just want to give you some simple direction because somehow dog training has gotten way more cumbersome and way more complicated and everything else. And sometimes just going back to the basics can provide a lot of benefit to everybody. So we are here to help people who own dogs who want to live more harmoniously with their dogs. We do have a lot of uh, viewers that are dog trainers, friends that are dog trainers that have come on and listened to us and enjoy watching us on occasion. And, um, but really the podcast is for the regular companion dog owner 
that may be having some trouble with their dog, may need a little help, having more stress than they need. And I have found, uh, surprisingly, a lot of my in-person clients have been following the podcast. Yeah, and surprisingly, all he of, says. <laughs> well, I don't really push it to the in-person clients, but yeah. they do. when they find out that we have the podcast, they love it, and they watch all the back episodes and all that, and it's kind of neat. Yeah, and, and this, this, these stories and stuff that we're delivering to you in real time, we're still out there in the field working with dogs. I think that's one thing that separates Scott and I from some other voices out there. There's a lot of amazing trainers and they have an amazing background and amazing history and maybe they're super competitive with their dogs, but they're not necessarily hands-on in the pet dog world day in, day out. And we've been doing that together now for over 10 years and it's not going to be stopping anytime soon. Yeah. I would just like people to not feel guilty about actually using a crate and, you know, just using (laughs) some dog training tools and, and maybe learning how to incorporate some structured feeding and, and controlling their household a little more rather than being a victim of their dog's behavior and just being really stressed and not knowing what to do and not asserting themselves and feeling like they might make a mistake and all that stuff. You yeah. Know? And you can open you know, the internet and start researching stuff and you can get an- answers from every direction. And not that what we say is always going to be the right answer, but we want to give you some practical advice and some advice that's tried and true and works because we've done these things with multiple breeds and multiple owners and everything else over the year. And we're trying to refine our craft too and be able to deliver the best we can to our in-person clients and our podcast listeners and viewers and everything else. So we're not going anywhere and must love dogs. Why is that the title of the episode besides the wedding video? Love them or leave them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're going to have a dog, commit to the dog and then start enjoying the dog. When When you're in that limbo state of this dog is a pain in the ass and you're just dealing with it and not really committing, that's when it's really frustrating and and hard to deal with. Yeah. And I think of it in terms of more the relationship stuff too. And that movie and our other very dear friends we saw in Texas, we had a really quick two night trip, but we saw a lot of people and got a lot of love. We filled our cups, if you will. My other friend always used to say, Jess, must love dogs. You just have to find someone that just loves dogs, just like you. And it's funny because in my headspace, when Scott and I, before we got together, I, I, would, I didn't need to be with someone. Like, I was totally fine never having a spouse, didn't want to have kids, not a big to-do. But my criteria was, I don't want him to screw up my training, or I don't want him to, like, change my training. You know what I mean? And all this. And I've done both. <laughs> Well, but my point with Scott is that he actually like challenges me to be better. So it's not that he's fumbling to undermine my training. He's pushing my training and testing my dogs and being like, oh, you're going to want to recall them. Like, here's a fresh piece of steak. Recall them off of that. So for us, it's really worked out well. And we do love our dogs just more than anything in our lives in a certain way. And we, you know, we love Scott's kids and we have family and friends, but we, our dogs are like the center of our relationship and who we are and everything else. And even going through this stuff with Gigi this week with her heart and being away, like it was super stressful and our dogs make up, they complete us, I would say. And, uh, we are very strong in our marriage as is, but our dogs definitely fill the whole cup. Well, I can't really argue with you. I've been bringing my dogs with me to work and, um, it's nice to get them out and work them in front of pet, pet dog clients as a distraction for their dog, and it helps my dogs burn off some energy. And um, They are a big part of our lives, whether we like it or not. There are times when it's frustrating, when we can't go away because we have you know, Too many so damn many dogs. dogs to deal with and yeah. care for, but uh, that being said, I wouldn't 
trade it and I wouldn't dump the dogs off at the rescue because I want to go on vacation. <laughs> you know, I, mean, it is something, I guess some people do that. It is know? something to consider though, from a relationship perspective, because, you know, some people like grew up and like, I have always had dogs and everything else. And sometimes, you know, you get a dog and your partner or your spouse hasn't had one before and it works out great. But to me, dogs are either a hassle or a haven, depending on who you are and, you know, how you feel and where your values align. And truly, if you want to be in a relationship and you want to have a dog or dogs, it's a similar conversation to having kids, I would say, in a sense. And a lot of our clients now, it's interesting, they're together and before they get married or whatever, they have a dog. Like, they're kind of testing it out. Like, all right, let's do a dog together, see how this goes, see how we vibe. Then they get married, then they have the kids and introduce the kids together. But if both of you are not on the same page in a certain way, like, I couldn't be with someone that hated my dogs or wanted nothing to do with my dogs. Half the time, I'm always like, if Miss Bug didn't love you, I would never have stayed. And I've had sync for 10 years. You know what I mean? And we call Jimmy the chew glue. He's in between us and he's good. And he like eases our stress and everything else. So dogs to us are everything. And it doesn't have to be that way in your relationship or in your marriage or in your partnership. But if one person like despises the dog, that could be some marital conflict or some relationship conflict. And we see that. That's for sure. We see that sometimes oh, where yeah. our clients are like, I don't, I don't know why we have this damn dog. It's totally a waste of time and space and everything else, and it's just more hassle than it's worth, whereas the other person loves the dog and dotes in the dog. And if you listen to us frequently, when you love your dog, that can be with structure. It's not just feeding them constantly or petting them constantly or holding them in your lap, but making them a part of your lives and making them as well-rounded as they can be, I would say. Yeah, and sometimes it's, um, you know, one spouse is working all day, the other's home with the dog. The dog is very difficult. The spouse that's at home wants to get some dog training. The person that comes home from work at the end of the day just wants to spoil the dog and let the dog be on the couch and says, oh, the dog's great. We don't need any training, but they're not living with the dog all day long. Yeah. They're, they're out. And uh, so sometimes there can be some conflict about not being on the same page with regard to training. But I always say training is good for the dog, regardless of whether or not you feel the dog needs it. The dog will calm down and just feel a little more confident a little less stressed, knowing there's some rules, knowing there's some boundaries, and having some routines, just like kids and just like us. We all need to know or to have the feeling we know what's going to happen tomorrow, even though we truly don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> it's nice to know we have a job to go to and you know, we believe the lights are going to come on when we flick the switch in the morning and all that kind of stuff. And the dogs, know? just like us, they don't want to be in control of anything, everything. They need us to kind of balance that out and show them some leadership and everything else. So it is important to note. I mean, if you are in a relationship and some people will never get dogs and that's fine, but you learn a lot about people's values and parenting styles and priorities and how they handle responsibility and everything else by owning a dog together. And I mean, Scott and I have multiple dogs. We've raised multiple dogs together. We take care of hundreds of other people's dogs over the year. I mean, we do a lot of stuff together with dogs and the core of who we are, we love animals. And like we always say, like every living thing, like we got to make sure it's going. We came home from this trip. How are the pot plants? How are the worms? How are all the dogs? Like, and you need to give that kind of value if you're going to be a dog trainer and be in the industry. Like you need to be able to connect on that level. It's not just pumping cash out and getting the numbers and all that. So yeah, and my dogs, be conscientious of that. All the dogs I work with, whether they're mine or a client's dogs, they quickly expose my shortcomings and all of the issues that I may have that I have not addressed with being frustrated or, you know, trying my patience and all that stuff. And uh, I'm present enough most days to uh, 
realize that in the moment when it happens and, and realize I got I to gotta work a little more with this or I got to back off here if I'm getting frustrated. But it's nice because it's only you and the dog. So if you're getting frustrated, the dog is not intentionally trying to frustrate you. The dog is just, <laughs> the being, dog's a just dog. being a dog. <laughs> so if you're getting all worked up over this friggin' dog. That's a you thing. Take a look at yourself. Yeah. Why am I getting so frustrated? And, and quite often, it's not just the dog. Everything is getting you worked up, you know? Yeah. And you can learn a lot about yourself through your dogs. Dogs are a great way to self-reflect. Okay. We That's are going to go. That's not always a good thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you want to work on it, it can be a good thing. Yeah. We're going to go to break and when we get back. We're cutting cake. I'm ready to cut cake. Does your dog lack self-control? Are you looking for some answers? Would you like your dog to be calmer? Does your dog lack confidence? Canine MindShift. Enroll in a free course today. Simply go to caninemindshift.com. That's caninemindshift.com. Okay, we are back, and Scott is going to be the official cake cutter. I'm not allowed to I'm have gonna, knives that sharp. I'm going to use this in the Halloween episode. <laughs> Oh my God, I got to tell him. So I don't know if I'll remember to bring it before Halloween, but Jimmy likes to like reactively grab a toy. He's very motion sensitive. And when Scott's, Scott always brings his dogs when he works. And when Scott's at in-homes, Jimmy like will sometimes honk the horn, like he's beeping the horn. So we bought him like a, what is it? Like a fleshy, a, like bloody, like Halloween a fake, arm. A fake dismembered <laughs> arm. Yeah. So when he's out doing in-homes, Jimmy's going to sit in the front seat and hold his, his arm. His like new retrieve item. Yeah. Exactly. It's a bloody arm. All right, cut that carefully. We have some fun things um, in store to launch for the 100th episode. So one thing I did, which was a little more tedious than I bargained for, but um, I went through and I did a blog post of all 100 quirky tips. And I posted that on my personal Facebook page, the Canine Healing Facebook page, and then we're also linking that in this episode. So often we like bring things up, but if you guys are in the car driving and think like, oh, like that might be an item that I'd like to look for, I put live links into everything. I wish I had a quirky tip. (laughs) No, but like some of the items, wow, you do a good job with that cake. You've got to cut the cake at the wedding. Um, So I went through all of that. It would have been super smart if I Amazon affiliate linked everything, but I didn't. I just gave you guys places to go and websites that can give you more information on everything else. And then the other thing we're doing is we're reopening apparel. So uh, we had apparel last year and it's going to be open until Halloween. So orders will close Halloween. So our V-neck this year is going to be blue. If you click on the apparel link, you'll see, but it's the same V-neck that we had last year, same material, everything else. And uh, a medium is normally good for me. And then our t-shirts are going to be back as well. But we're doing like a mint and a pink instead of the teal and the green. Oh my God, Um, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) And then rather than the hoodie and the wide neck sweatshirt, we're doing a zip up this year. So, And we have a new logo too. Chrissy's going to put this on the screen so you guys can see. So this is a little bit different. You can have the original logo or you can have the new Quirky Dog Podcast logo. And you can see when you click on the link, you'll have to specify which logo, which shirt, which size, and everything else. So you can start ordering those today. Orders will close on Halloween, and I'll remind you guys throughout this month, and then they'll begin shipping mid-November. Get oh, your quirky dog shirts. Are we sharing? Uh, if we must. All right, I can I do this. I was pointing at that plate. Oh, you wanted your own? <laughs> How is it, Chrissy? Is it good? Did you have a taste? Oh, not yeah. I was saving a, it. Gave it looks Chrissy, incredible. our producer, a, a taste, too. It's a cannabis cake, and, you know... <laughs> We're in New Hampshire. It is not a cannabis cake. It really does look incredible. Oh, and by the way, I should have brought that footage of my uh, drying room. Oh, my God. We cut cut down the plants. We cut the plants down Sunday. 
My boy, husband. Oh boy. <laughs> it's a full room. We're wow. going to be trimming all our in-person clients. No classes next week. Oh my God. <laughs> we got a lot of things coming up. This cake is phenomenal. I can't believe that we didn't even share a piece. Here, let's do this since it's the Must Love Dogs episode. If we were at home, my dog would be eating a piece of cake. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? It's really um, chocolatey. It's super tasty. All right, so let's get back to this wedding and going away and our love and everything else. So, oh, yeah, let's talk about our love. That's, what I, that's first <laughs> our on love my is list. I want to know more. Scott said when we were walking in today, it was very sweet. Oh, we were talking, he's gone from his Hoka shoes to zero shoes for running because that's just how my husband now is. Now barefoot running. And now he's a barefoot runner because he's all about the extremes. So I'm he says be... on the way in, uh, these zero shoes, it's really nice because they were as good as I expected. Is that what you said? As, as good as I hoped they would be. He said, I, they're just as good. Just like her. That's what he said. He said, just like you. Right before we walked in, I thought that was sweet. But when I was kind of you putting build this, those points up. Shut up. When I was putting this episode, kind of these thoughts together and everything else, I was thinking, we have written a lot about our love of dogs on our blog. And then when I happened to do the 100 quirky tips in our blog, you can just go and look throughout the blog. But I wrote, you know, about two years ago now when we lost Bam about how I felt about Sarge and Bam and how we are connected with that. And Scott did a really nice write-up when we lost Sarge. So our dogs, the way we love our dogs pretty much shines through everything we do. And if you don't know that about us at this point, I can't help you. Well, I think we all, you know, when our dogs pass, we all realize how much yeah, uh, they, they really fill matter. their lives yeah. up. And yeah. we take it for granted when they're there every day. But, I mean, these dogs, they live for anywhere from 8 to 15 years. And you know, love them or hate them or, you know, you have your good days, bad days, but they're there and they're a part of the family. And when they're gone, there's a, there's a big hole in, in your life, you know? Yeah, no, you got to be grateful for what you have when you have it. And unlike a cat, <laughs> not that I dislike cats. In fact, I want to get a, a Maine Coon cat, but um, I'm still working on that one. With Why her. are they different than cats since you brought this up? Cats are more independent. You yeah. don't have that same relationship typically with cats. There are some cats that are dog-like, but most of them are not. They're 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 more they're more wild. Yeah. Cats are like little, little wild feral. animals yeah. that just live in your house. Little mini tigers. The best thing they do is poop in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than that, you don't even need to look at them. Just leave some food out, and they they just do their own thing. <laughs> oh my God, this is an amazing cake. We're gonna have to get a little memo for this for our ten year vow renewal. So tell them about the wedding and how great the Malinois was and how unusual that was. I was and, really impressed, and, yeah. and it goes back to my feeling about. And I, one of uh, my good friends in uh, French Ring, Richie Bonilla, who is a Malinois breeder down he in bred, West Palm Beach. He bred that dog. He bred this dog. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's a pretty prolific breeder. He's been breeding for quite some time. But he has often said, I've heard him say, that if the, if the, breed, if the dogs are social, you don't need to go out of your way to socialize them. And if they're not social, you can socialize the heck out of them. And they're still potentially going to be a dick in social situations, you know? <laughs> So I've made the mistake, I don't know if it's a mistake, but I have always picked puppies that were ideal for the sport that I wanted to work in, and their social aspects were secondary to, were they fast, were they athletic, do they bite well? Those are the priorities. Now after that, I hope that they're somewhat social, but if they're not, I'll deal with it. And what has happened is having that mentality... I've had like a solid 15 years, almost 20 years of having a dog that I cannot have out around people in my house, or I can't let people pet that dog in public because they get a little grumbly. It's they, different they, than they, our normal companion animal raised, like you know, the Border I had, Collies. I had, you know, the first dog I had was, I've had a couple that were real social, but then they weren't good biters. 
they weren't great in the sport. But I, I had intentionally raised this one puppy with my kids and had the dog out in the household a lot. And the dog was great with the kids, great with everything until he matured. And then all of a sudden, that little switch flip where he got territorial, started getting defensive, started not trusting strangers. And, you know, it's not like it's just hard at that point. You can put a muzzle on them and you can keep getting them in situations. But if that's kind of their temperament, it's kind of hard to change yeah. that. And it is know? hard with these working dogs, especially when you're getting like, let's say Belgian Malinois for protection sports. Like there's certain genetics that you're heading towards and certain, you know, temperaments that maybe like Scott said, better suited for sport than living. But this dog was so social. It was so nice to see. Uh, and, and I will back up and just say that Loco, the first dog that bit really well that I competed with was from Richie, and he was super social. <laughs> but he, he, broke, was a, he broke somebody's nose at a kennel just saying hi, though. <laughs> and broke somebody's leg <laughs> yeah, in the competition. Biting. In a, in a so, too. so, you know, it was well, a toss-up. He was intense, no, but he was he a was really loving. social dog, but if you pushed him, like, he, had a, he was a pretty strong dog. So he would definitely bite the crap out of you if, if you were going to be unfair with him, which I think is a legitimate, you know, character trait. Yeah, that a lot of Malinois possess. But this dog, I mean, there were photographers in his face, obviously two young boys walking down the aisle, and how much more could you love a dog than having a dog at your wedding? And this bride, we were really good friends with the groom, and I've met the bride a few times. And he was she's not such really well trained either. Oh, she, she was fine. <laughs> we, we were the dog wranglers, so I got, him, I got a quick one worked up there. But she says to me, I said, are you guys staying at the hotel? And she goes, no, I want to go home and sleep at the house with my babies. And I thought, oh, that's so sweet. It's a perfect yeah. match. So yeah. congratulations to Stefan and Laura, and Norman did a great job. And Happy 100th to us. Um, I'm excited to have Boy, the Stephan, cake. I didn't Stephan bring... got lucky with Laura. Boy, that's all I can say. <laughs> we're, we're back to the quirky Jeez. dog. We're back to the quirky dog. Um, I didn't even bring anything fun. I was actually going to get you Indian bread pudding from the village because I always say the proof is in the pudding, but I didn't have time to go there between getting home and this. So the cake is great and it's so tasty. Very nice. And the Indian pudding, really, there would have been a big disconnect there as far as the <laughs> podcast goes. That's where Scott always used to go eat when he was little. Well, guys, please click on the 100 Quirky Tips link. You'll see the blog post. It should be pretty easy. Oh, hang on. Click you're, on you're the gonna, apparel link. You're wrapping up here? Come on. 100th yeah, episode? Pretty quick. What do you need? All right. We're okay. wrapping up. Hey, do we have a closing uh, tip? <laughs> Scott's going to talk less. Get out next and work 100. with your dog a little bit. Thank you guys for everything. We appreciate your support. We'll see Thanks, you next guys. week. Happy Wednesday. See you for another 100. Keep it quirky. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.